you're here, you already sense there's something out there, something magical and mysterious, just waiting for you to find. And you've probably already discovered it isn't as easy as just thinking happy thoughts. You're not alone. Generations of shamans, philosophers, seers, and scientists have pursued this eternal quest. Where their ideas come together, you'll find powerful tools to cultivate magic and self-mastery in your own life. Welcome to the Magic and Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Woodwell. I'm a former journalist, an author, a master astrologer, and a hermetic initiate, and it's my honor to be your guide. In each episode, I'll meet you at the crossroads of science and spirit, reason and intuition to help you discover the wisdom that works for you. Are you ready? The adventure awaits. Hello, and welcome to the Magic and Mastery podcast. This is episode 10, Rebels and Causes, my astrology forecast for August of 2020. Now, I really, really wish I had a magic wand. I would wave it and everyone could enjoy the dog days of summer in the Northern Hemisphere and winter in the Southern. But alas, it's not going to be that kind of August. I don't often spend most of my time talking about the events on the world stage because these days the events are so big and sweeping that the personal and the collective are far more intertwined than usual. But before I dive into the forecast, don't forget that I've added headings and timestamps to the show notes. And I've also uploaded the episode transcript to Medium, so there's a link for that too. Remember, you can find it all on the show notes at www.magicandmastery.com podcast. Let's get started. You know, it can feel like playtime when the sun enters warm and fun-loving Leo, which happens every year at this time. But this lion season isn't filled with lazy days, lions lounging in the sun. The heat is on in more ways than one. This year, when the sun enters its home sign again, it discovers it has a house guest. The moon's already there, having arrived in Leo a few days earlier. The moon being in Leo amplifies all of Leo's energetic creative urges. Plus, the moon's moving faster than average right now, nudging it toward action without thought. All of this is a recipe for self-gratification before thinking about the consequences. Now the moon is also sitting at the apex of a tension-producing alignment with Jupiter and Neptune. Both are agitating the moon's desire for safety and security. Jupiter's typically buoyant and optimistic, but is feeling the strain as he's backtracking through Capricorn, the sign where he's not exactly happy. Specifically, we're losing faith in governments and institutions and their ability to save us. Now, slow-moving Neptune's been in Pisces since April of 2011. It's a slippery passage during which escapism, fantasy, and illusion are all players on the stage. But right now, it's moving hand-in-glove with Jupiter. So this year, it's fertile ground for wild fantasies and conspiracy thinking. All of this together produces a combination that suggests that right now, the public is on edge. Folks are yelling, don't tread on me, for causes large and small, as if all injuries are somehow created equal. 
So here's a little hint. Wearing a mask in the middle of a pandemic is logical and smart. It's not an imposition. On the other hand, police in military outfits on public streets, that's an imposition and worthy of protest. But I digress. With these three planets, the Sun in Leo, plus Mars in Aries, and Saturn in Capricorn, all in places that they're really happy, that means there's not a lot of compromising going on. So battle lines are really digging in even deeper. The challenge is that with Leo energy, even though it's warm and fun-loving, it can also be childish and self-absorbed. And when that side of the equation is activated, it's like dealing with an illogical teenager, slamming doors and proclaiming, don't tell me what to do. The desire to be free at all costs is on full display as the August 3rd Aquarius full moon squares off with rebellious Uranus. It's a galvanizing moment, but what action is being incited is anyone's guess. Now, when facts and fantasy are intertwined and everyone believes they are in the right, rational discussion may be a bridge too far. But that won't stop anyone from airing their grievances. As communication-driven Mercury opposes both Saturn and Pluto, folks aren't shying away from speaking truth to perceived or actual power. Still, we should listen to what happens around the full moon for it's setting the stage for what happens the following two weeks. That's when the hot, angry Mars boils over in rage. Between his broken faith in the system, that's Jupiter retrograde in Capricorn, and the money and power plays that make the system go, that's Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, and the need to be free at all costs, it's Uranus stationing retrograde, we're likely to see some difficult days ahead. Now, all of this energy is crescendoing between August 12th and 15th. Now, when things are this tense, violent clashes are not out of the question. So if you feel like you need to make a stand, think and make sure it's a good one. Now, the August 18th new moon is at 26 degrees of Leo suggesting there is a deeper story unfolding here, at least for the United States. Now, that's because this new moon is occurring at almost exactly the same degree as the 2017 Great American Eclipse. And the new moon is in an adjustment requiring alignment with Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto retrograde, all in Capricorn. What does this mean? Well, it's causing the public which is always symbolized by the moon, to question the structures and power flows in society. It's realizing that the system itself seems ill-equipped, symbolized by all the retrogrades, to deal with the complex realities that we face today and in the future. So something's got to change. And with Mars and Aries fanning the flames, many may believe the moment to start that change is right now. And lest you doubt all of this is playing out to the cosmic clock, know this, that the United States was born when Pluto was at 27 degrees of Capricorn, 
which is in a close aspect with this new moon. And President Trump? Well, the moment he was born, Mars, that planet of violence and anger, was at 26 degrees Leo, the same exact degree as this new moon. So what happens next? Well, at the end of August, we may hear at least a little more good news on the hunt for a COVID-19 vaccine or treatment. There's always the universal truth here. All things change. Nothing lasts forever. Still, the short-term reality for most Americans is going to start settling in. Masks and social distancing, the economy is going to pull back. Kids aren't going back to school. Distance learning is the norm for the foreseeable future. In other words, things will slow down and sink into the pandemic's back-to-school rhythm. For a few weeks, at least. Because later in September and into October, all the challenging aspects that we're facing this month are all coming back again. October, not surprisingly, confronts a host of issues about power and justice and action. At the end of August, when things slow down a little bit, you might want to take a breath, get some rest, because it's all going to come back again. You know, the story never ends. And we have infinite opportunities to learn as individuals and societies. But it's much more difficult for a society to learn and evolve without a robust civic society, to imagine new possibilities, a place where diverse ideas can be discussed and debated with civility and respect until compromises can be reached. That's because there's nothing more undemocratic than a winner-take-all attitude or my way is the only way ideology. But until those spaces exist, we must each recognize that our personal choices have social and yes, even political consequences. One could even say that some are literally life and death for other people right now. Now, such turning points are rare in history. Ones where what you do as an individual can actually make a difference on the world stage. But here we are. What you choose matters. These are the moments when we get to understand who we are. And there's another hint. Who you are is shown by what you choose to be. Now, you know, as a professional astrologer, I've had clients ask me, well, how can I make a choice like that when I don't know what I want? You know, that's an excellent question. It actually is a perennial question. One humans have asked for ages. Who am I and what do I want? So I will make you a deal. I'll record my next episode on this question. If you'll make some time to do this experiment in the next week. Let's use some of that fantasy-supporting energy that's happening right now to play make-believe. If I could give you a magic wand and there were no limits and no rules, no one telling you what to do, no shoulds getting in the way, no pandemic, and infinite resources, what kind of life would you want to live? Totally get into it. Imagine what your perfect, ordinary day would look like. Don't create your imaginary world around once-in-a-lifetime events, but rather one of those in-between days that make up the bulk of our lives. Where would you live? 
What would you do? Who would you be with? How would you dress? What would you eat? No detail is too small in your imaginary world. Pick your favorite everything, but especially your favorite things to do. The things you get lost in while you're doing them and feel happy and satisfied for long after they are over. If you can't think of anything like that right now, that's okay. Your imagination is just probably a little rusty. So try to think back in your life to a time when you did feel those things. And if that doesn't work, just let your mind wander over the infinite possibilities. What if I fill in the blanks with something you might have seen on television or movies or somewhere in your own life? Now, I know it can feel awkward getting started with this imagination game, but most of my clients, once they get the hang of it, they actually love doing it. I find myself washing dishes and imagining possibilities at the same time. I enjoy the experience. It gets your creative imagination flowing, and it can help you discover what you want and what you don't want. It may even help you consider possibilities you haven't thought about before. In your reflection, you might discover that you already have a few of the things that you've always wanted in your life right now. You just get lost in the noise, which is actually pretty cool that they're already here. More than that even, knowing what you want is the first step to actually achieving it. Maybe even the most important step. Now you have your experiment and a week to do it. Imagine something amazing and notice how it makes you feel. And we'll talk more about how to figure out what you really want in the next episode. In the meantime, if you want to talk more about experiments like these or dive deeper into the planetary energies or just other ways to live a more magical life, you can always find me in my magic coven. Go to www.magicandmastery.com coven to find out more. And of course, for the timestamps and a link to the episode transcript, don't forget to check out the show notes at www.magicandmastery.com podcast. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Magic and Mastery with me, your host, Donna Woodwell. And as I've said before, I love getting feedback. It helps me to know what makes you jazzed so I can provide more of the good stuff. Now, it would mean so much to me if you just take a moment to rate and review the podcast. And if you like it, why don't you share it with a friend? 